Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Gravity. Gravity is a metalcore band from France. They have released their fourth full-length entitled Momentum. This album shows that Momentum has this band growing stronger with each release. And here is my interview with Gravity. Ah, okay, Hello, this time it's fine. Hello, this time it's fine, Great. it's working. <laughs> Hi. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Ah, uh, thanks to you too to take time to like listen to our band and asking me questions and things. It's very nice. Thank you so much. How did you hear about us? Because we are a tiny French band. Um, well, I actually uh, started following you um, an album ago, and okay. uh, a, fr a friend of mine uh, uh, let me borrow the album to hear it. And uh, that's how I became a fan. Oh, okay. Okay, that is very nice. So you have listened to us on Noir then? Yes. Okay, that is lovely. Great. Thank you so much. I wanted to ask you about the recording process for Momentum. How did it, how did it go for you guys this time around? Um, so for Momentum, okay, the recording process was actually a bit a bit fun. So... As we are a small band, we do not have that much money, right? Of course. So actually, we have recorded everything in my guitarist grandma house. Ah. <laughs> so I was I was actually like doing all the singing in the in the grandma bedroom between uh, pillows and mattress and cushions and <laughs> things like that to avoid, you know, like the reasoning in the in the room, right? Um, so yeah, we have done that during summer. We just went all together in the grandma house of my guitarist and we have done all the recording. So, uh, then we have like done that with a friend of us called Aurélien, who was actually previously the guitarist of, uh, not a band that a friend of us called Uneven Structures. I don't know if you maybe know about them. They are, they have quite a name into the, the gent, uh, side of the metal. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and um, so we have like he have like done the first uh, rounds of um, sound editing and things like that, and then we have been with uh, Brett Kalmalima uh, at the Tower Studio in the south of France. We have done like a second round of like for like mix masterizing and things like that uh, all together, and uh, yeah, and for the funny bits of this. I we we recorded the album just before I moved in the UK. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was quite a journey this this album to be honest. I wanted to ask you about the song Momentum conceptually. How did it come to you? Momentum. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um basically all of all of us uh in the bands we are very much invested into. I mean, I I I don't I don't think you maybe understood the French lyrics, right? Um, but so we are all having like um, how yeah we like all the diesel punk very dystopian type of universe, right? Mm -hmm. um, and for momentum initially, it's Alex who came with the topic. Uh, with the visual universe coming from a video game called Frostpunk. 
who is using an aesthetic very much like diesel punk like uh and we are all like very fan of the movie metropolis as well and already on noir we already have done a dystopia because noctifer is actually like a world where it's the last days of light on earth and the first day of eternal night that is the topic around noctifer uh, and yeah and for momentum we have decided to create the city of momentum where there is a very heavy separation between the rich and the poor i mean like in real world to be honest but um <laughs> but in, it's in in a universe where like the whole city is oriented towards making the machine working and basically the humans are not very much humans anymore they are just like a part of the gigantic machine that is making the city running and there is no more nature there is no more like trees there is no more any kind of like natural stuff it is just like oil coal steel um and things like that charcoal sorry and yeah and so you have like this like the, the the high part of the city that is like directing this low part of the city that is basically feeding the gigantic machine that is like elevated at the rank of a god basically and it's what you can see in the in the video clip uh called Loch. Mm -hmm. uh basically is this it is illustrating this and so the thing is like all of us we are very much um we have like a lot of affinity for everything like social rights, ecology and things like that. And we just decided to put that into a gigantic picture. That is momentum, basically. And the story also reminds me of, uh, you ever hear a Dr. Seuss story called the Lorax? The Lorax? Wait, yes. I, 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 by, I, by Dr. It, it is not an animated movie or something like that. It's a uh, cartoon, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it, yeah it's an animated uh, cartoon. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I have seen it. The guy that he, he it is cutting all the trees and everything because he is using it for I don't know. I I do not remember. Sweaters called leads. <laughs> ah yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. Oh, I never thought about it. <laughs> okay, I know. <laughs> I, I I like the comparison. I like it very much. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, what was the hardest track for you to do in the studio? What was the what? Sorry. What was the hardest track for you guys to lay down? Um, it depends to who. For you. <laughs> for me. Uh... Hello. Hello, if you can hear me, if you're uh, on your phone, if, if your uh, screen navigated away from me, that's why we disconnected. No, 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 I'm still here. Oh, okay, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. Okay, um, what was I saying? Ah, yeah, so for me, the, the, the I would say one of the most difficult was um, ugh, probably Son Visage. Uh, mm. Sans visage, like about like the singing part, mm -hmm. it is very much on my, you know, in the voice, you have like two types of voice, right? You have the one that is more coming from like the chest and everything. And this moment when it goes to your head, right? Sure. And you have like this time, like 
uh, changing point. I don't know how to say in English. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, you are like this kind of like changing point in between the two. And all this singing part is just straight on this changing point. And I should admit that I, I did I did struggle a bit with this part. I had to like to try it a couple of times before like doing something that was actually suiting me. <laughs> it was pleasing me. There is this one who was like a bit complicated. Uh, as well, the last one called Dagon, who is uh, actually a reference to the Lovecraft uh, universe and uh, Cthulhu. Um, and basically all this, the screaming part is in, uh, I don't know if we, saying the if we are saying the same in English, but like it's in 4-4. Four, four. Mm. And uh, what the, the guitar is doing below is 4-3. And basically like to give the feeling that you are like going under the sea, you know, it is sure. like kind of like swinging a bit. And I should admit that, like, like for like rhythm matter, I did struggle for a tiny bit because it's the song that we are, have composed the last, and where I have put my lyrics at the last. So we didn't try it very much before I going to the studio. So I I had to record very quickly something we imagined that we have just done in a pre-production, but not properly at the end and without lyrics. And I just put my lyrics at the end, and I like just end up struggling so much, and I did like. I did it over and over and over and over again until <laughs> having something that was like properly uh, tight, you know. So yeah, I should admit that maybe it's like the two, the two that gave me the most uh, struggle. And I also want to ask you, the album artwork is perfect for the album, and I want to ask, uh, who was the artist that was involved in it? Ah, the artwork. Okay, so uh, we actually. Um, we went to, to look for, I, I was just like looking in Instagram. So the artwork of the cover, you mean? Yes. Yes. So I was basically like, uh, looking on Instagram, like at, um, different artists that, uh, we could have. Um, and yeah. And so basically, uh, I was yeah, look, looking at different people and I found this guy living in Quebec uh, called Anthony Bro, who is doing basically a lot of like digital painting and things like that, and doing like a lot of like amazing art. And we decided to ask to him if we could if he could do something about it. Mm. And so we discussed for ages um, about how to do things because he have like done it based on like photography and it have done you know like uh, cutting and like pasting of like plenty of things and then change the pictures and everything. Yes. Yeah, you did an amazing job with it. I also wanted to ask you, as a new fan, if you could give me a band's history lesson. Hello? Hello, Hello, there you are. Ah, okay. So, wait, I, I was about to finish on the um, on the cover thing. Oh, okay. No, I think it it cut it before. No, no worries. Uh, I don't know what is happening with this phone. He, he decided to give me a lot of trouble today. Anyway, um, so yeah, so about the cover. So the the funny bit is like initially we sent to the guy, so Anthony Bro, we sent him a paint drawing. 
like you know on paint mm -hmm. like <laughs> with like like drawing here we want this we want this it was extremely ugly and he managed <laughs> to he managed to pick it up anyway <laughs> that is the funny part um and for the inside it's actually the girlfriend of alex who have done the um, you know the, the things looking very much like bioshock uh, type mm -hmm. of city uh, with like the light in the back like very uh, 90s 20 type of design because it's what we wanted uh, yeah it's basically like the Alex girlfriend who have done that on on Photoshop and I think she have done an amazing job um, Agnieszka she she's great anyway um, yes yeah, so that was for the cover and so we directed every part saying very, you know, very closely. We want this. We want this. We want this. We want this. We're having a very precise idea of what we wanted at the end. Maybe that's the reason why it fits so well <laughs> with the music. I don't know. Yes, it does. Um. So yeah, and then you were asking ah the history of the band, right? Yes. For a new fan like me, I'd like to know how how the band got together. Okay. So basically, it's a very old story. Uh, so we all know each other since secondary school. So Alex and I, we know each other since we are 12. Mm -hmm. We were in the same class at secondary school uh, with the bassist uh, team. We knew each other, we were 14 years old. And the drummer, we knew him, we were 19. Um, so, and we are all around 30 now. Um, so basically, Alex and I, we just started doing music all together and doing bands together when we were very, very young. There is like ancestor of Gravity, right? It's not our mm -hmm. first shot. And we decided to start Gravity. We were like in 2018 or 2019. So we were like basically babies. And we have done like the two first albums that are actually... I mean, to me, not worth listening unless you want to know where we are coming from. But we were very, very young, so they are very immature, but it's fine. It's just part of our history, right? So there is like no reason yeah. to hide it. And um, so we we have done like the first album, uh, so in 2011, uh, which is Syndrome. And it was the first shot with a very blurry story about something around an astronaut anyway uh then we have done like the second album home in 2012 called Eteria, who where i was like kind of like starting finding already what i wanted and basically the album i mean in a very young way but it's like explaining all the steps of the, the destruction of a society till there is only one man remaining one person remaining human sorry um, so yeah, so that was in 2012 and initially we were five, it was a, a second guitarist, right? And between 2012 and 2017, we basically decided to stop with this second guitarist because it was just not working with him anymore. And for a tiny while in the middle, we were like struggling to find like another second guitarist and for a tiny bit, we had a second other guitarist, but it wasn't fitting at all, to be honest with us. Um, mm. So we just decided to stop again. And then we were like, well, you know what? Let's stay with just one guitar. 
let's let's stop that. We are working perfectly, the four of us. We grew up together. We are basically like a family. Why trying to have a new member when we are like working so well like that, right? So basically, we we just readapt. We did a readaptation all all the the tracks with one guitar. Uh, and then started the composition of Noir, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for Noir, for the, the, the funny part, this time we haven't recorded it in Alex's grandma house. We recorded it in the drummer mom's house. <laughs> 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 we have done the, you know, the, the, all the family of everyone. Um, so, yeah, so then we have like recorded Noir and we find out this... Um, label called Apatia Record uh, with who we signed for this album and the, the director of the of the label became a really good friend but and then after Noir um, the the label just decided to stop because it was very complicated at the moment for them and so we went with no label again and we we're like oh, okay well let's try to find someone else but like uh, actually, momentum was already on the track, right? Mm. And we were like already like doing the composition of this album, because actually we. Rec- I dropped you again. Hello, can you hear Hello. me? I can. Hello. Okay, you know what? I figure it out. Every time my phone turned the screen down, it is like stopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The microphone as well, which is extremely weird. So I will keep going touching the screen. <laughs> it will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. So where did you stop? Um, we stopped at the at momentum. Yes. So momentum was already on the track, and he wa- it was already um, like because we're recording momentum before COVID. So actually, Momentum was recording or, or recorded already in 2000, the end of 2019. Wow. Yeah. Then I moved in the UK and uh, we took a lot of time for the, 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 the mix and the masterizing and things like that. And then COVID in the middle was very difficult to re- release an album as we couldn't do any gigs, to be honest. Mm. It was very, very difficult. So we just decided to delay it as much as we could. And as well, we were not finding yet the different partners that we wanted for this album. Um, So we basically took our time to create the universe the way we wanted with the partner we wanted and to find the label that was suiting us. And it took a bit of time, right? Of course. And uh, and then we found Nodin's name with who we are at the moment. That I'm saying hi to them. They are absolutely lovely. And they are doing a great job, to be honest. It's a, it's a label from the south of France. We didn't went really far at the end to find someone to take care of us. Um, and yeah, and then Momentum was released. And so, yeah, during the, the, the history of the band, I haven't like spoke much about like gigs and things like that but we have actually did 
quite a lot of gigs. Uh, we toured quite a bit around France. Uh, in 2018, we have like done the, um, the Hellfest at the Metal Corner. It was like very, very nice. It was one of our biggest, to be honest. We were so impressed at the, at the time uh, to be with such of a crowd. And like as well, I mean, the Hellfest is the Hellfest, right? In France, it's quite yeah. a big, a big deal. So you are the Hellfest. You're like, whoa, okay, finally I get there. Um, so yeah, we have done like quite a lot. We have toured with like a lot of men back in the time, like Betraying the Martyrs or uh, As They Burn or things like that, which was like very, very nice. And uh, yeah, and here we are. And now we just want to do more gigs <laughs> with Momentum on stage. Absolutely. And I also wanted to ask you about your musical development. At what age did you begin? Vocally. Me? Yes. Ah, vocally. Okay. Uh, vocally, I think I started singing. I was 13. Um, but I started in a class. I, initially, not, not metal at all. I, I initially started like learning opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, from 13 to 15, something like that. And I was having like eight hours a week of training. It was a lot. Um, and actually, I have done my first tour with opera because we we went with the with the the singing group that we were. I don't know how to say in English. Um, you know, like uh, those choir. tiny. Yeah, 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 choir. Yeah. So we went. Uh, basically in Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia with them. It was very nice. Um, and then I I started listening to metal. I was like 14, something like that, right? Uh, with French bands like Watch Up, Psych Up. Uh, you might not know about them, but yeah. In France, they were quite a, quite a thing at the time, right? Um, and so, and I was like, Whoa, okay, I, I do want to do that, actually. I really want to do that. Uh, C.D. Larsen as well, uh, I remember. I was like, I really want to scream like that. It sounds absolutely amazing. And when I was 15, I knew another, a, a guy, <laughs> right? And who was like telling me, oh, yeah, I know that you are singing. Um, do you want to, like, do you want us to make a band, right? And I was like, sure. Absolutely. He was like, you know how to sing, you know how to scream, right? And I was like, absolutely. I did not know at all. <laughs> I was like, sure, you know, like the, really the, I don't know, the, the audacity. <laughs> yeah, yeah completely, completely. And um, so the, the first rehearsal wasn't straight away, right? And uh, it, it wasn't the member of Gravity back in the time, even though after afterwards, one of the member was like after what became like a member of gravity afterward afterward but anyway um and um so basically i i went to my grandma house who was living in the middle of nowhere and i went in the middle of a field with the cows <laughs> and i started <laughs> and i started trying screaming <laughs> until i found something that i was okay with because like as I was doing a lot of lyric a lot of like opera singing already um mm. I mean it was I, I could find the way I I wanted to sing you know like without hurting myself or anything yes. and then I I went to the first uh, rehearsal and I start screaming and everyone was impressed 
<laughs> Even though it was like you know, like very one note screaming, very sharp and like you know way too loud. And anyway, like first time screaming, like everyone we all know that. And so yeah, and it started this way, and I never stopped ever since. Yeah, I also and I, wanted to ask you what has been the best advice that has been given to you along your musical journey. The best advice is. To be honest, the best advices I have received are very recent. Uh, after COVID and not being able to sing for so long, and as I was saying, I'm living in the UK and I'm living in London. So my flat is not big, my walls are not sick, and I'm basically every morning hearing the mass from my neighbor downstairs in my living room. Wow. So, yeah. So let me tell you that singing in these conditions is quite difficult, right? And so after COVID, I just I could just like practice my singing, singing, and not my screaming singing. But at some point, being like alone doing that for so long, I kind of like lose the you know the habit a bit, and I start losing um, self confidence a bit. I will say. And. Um, so basically, after this period, we decided to start like gigs again and things like that. And the first gigs, I was petrified. I was absolutely petrified. And I was just before I did some rehearsal by myself into a studio in London. But they are, to be honest, they are awfully expensive when you are alone. It's it's insane. Um, and so I arrived for the gigs, and I was feeling absolutely not prepared. And before going on stage, it was it was like I was like, oh my gosh, I will never be able to do that again. I will never be able to sing again the same way. I will. I was like, it was terrifying. Sure. And uh, after that, I decided that either I found a solution or either I have to stop because it wasn't possible anymore. And Alex came around with a singing coach because I was telling him like, I would like to take like uh, a coach for singing again. I need, I need help like now. And, uh, and I never, I never took like singing class since I was 15. Right. And it was for opera singing, like nothing related to screaming or anything. Like all the rest I have done by myself. Sure. And uh, so, and he came along with this woman called Amandine Perriot who is uh, honestly the most amazing singing teacher that I have ever met. Like, she's just absolutely incredible. And um, so we have done, she's like doing the, the, the singing class because she's in the south of France through, through Visio, right? And in one hour of class, she just hear me singing and she managed to pinpoint, okay, here you have a problem, here you have a problem, this you can change it like that, this you can change it like that. And she gave me the exercise, the exact exercise I needed to find back what I was supposed to do, and even better. Wow. And since then, so I have took, so when I'm saying very recent, in total, I have took four classes with her. And when we have done the release party in Montpellier, uh, actually two weeks ago, she came around for the, the residency, the artist residency we have done just before. And she stayed with me 
two, three hours every day to help me around that. And just having her around, having her advices, her amazing advices, actually, even the member of my band, they were like, oh, my gosh, what happened to you? You know, like, you really took a step up. And I was like, you look at the girl just here, you have to thank her. Because, like, she just pinpointed exactly. So after that, I, I just worked by myself, right? But for those few lessons, she just pinpointed, okay, you have to do that, do this exercise, do that. And she just helped me to, like, reappropriate my own voice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To just find it back where I was completely lost and to make it even better, to correct even the things I was doing from before. So, yeah, most amazing singing teacher that I have ever met, to be honest. I never met someone that good, honestly. I also wanted to ask you, when you're not working with music, do you have any hobbies that you enjoy in your spare time? Yes, photography. I mean, uh-huh. I'm, work- I'm, I'm working at the side as well. I have a, I have a job full-time, but yeah, my other hobby, photography and video games as well, but um, a lot of photography. So basically, if you look on the um, on the uh, sorry on the Instagram, so I will try to not remove my brother from my phone to not cut again what I'm saying. <laughs> but if you look from my Insta- from Instagram or or Facebook, uh, uh, for example, the um, the pictures of the band they are mine, they are mine. Um, uh, a, a lot of a lot of the pictures. I mean, not the pictures from like gigs and things like that. But a lot of the pictures of like the backstage, the band, and everything. They are my pictures actually. And recently, I I started um, a kind of like photo series uh, in infrared that I will start releasing very very soon. That will be like called Walk with Us in the Street or in in Momentum Streets, basically. Ah. Yes, and infrared photography is giving you very high contrast with very fo- like different type of colors that what you can see with your own eye. And so basically I will try to illustrate like momentum from the inside on social media. Um and yeah, I have like started I have actually a lot a lot of like photography already uh doing this kind of thing. And and I have a lot of photography that I'm doing for myself and that I never released as well. <laughs> um, I have like tons and tons of things I never show on social media that I I should I should get like motivation to release at some point. But like as I'm like doing the the community management of Gravity already, I should admit that like I'm I'm just focusing on that and less on what I have to release for myself. But anyway, and yeah, recently as well, I tried video. And I went for a couple of weekends doing like recording of like a lot of things in infrared as well. And my ambition into it's to make a new video clip for the band. I will see if I manage to do it well. I mean, I'm saying that, but if it's shit, I'm not going to release anything. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, yeah, I'm trying to do that as well. And I also wanted to ask you, what's the best way to get a physical copy and merchandise from the band? Ah, to get it. Uh, so recently, the we have like um, we have like um, new that they are like selling things through Discog. 
from the from the label. Uh, so we are on Discog, and we are gonna uh, we have to to re get our uh, band camp as well because it's still associated to the previous label, and we have like problem to take it back anyway. But uh, we will be soon on band camp again as well. And lastly, I wanted to ask you if you could give any messages to your fans. What would that message be? What would my message be to my band? To your fans. Ah, to my fans. Yeah. Uh, that what what could I say? What could I tell them? That I would be never grateful. I, I would never be able to say how grateful I am for the people that are following us for very long and the people that are following us in general. Um, when when I'm in concerts, like during gigs, and I'm singing in the front of the stage, people with our shirts or people singing the song of our new album, even though it has been released just 10 days ago, and they already know the lyrics. Uh, I do not know how to sing them in this kind of situation. It just brings me so much joy, and I feel like, so grateful for them like to listening to us to to supporting our like the art they are trying to we are trying to do and the message we are trying to give and yeah that's i don't know which exact message i could give them but just so much thanks just so much thanks <laughs> well i wanted to thank you for creating an amazing album one that I loved from top to bottom. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, and it's and me, thank you, like, for listening to us and giving us this time as well to speak. It's, it's very nice. And I hope that you'll keep me updated with any new news as it comes about. I'd love to hear some dates if you get some uh, tour dates. Yes, we would love going out of France, to be honest. We would love touring a, a bit outside as well. We would love that. Um, we have done like mainly like French countries around, but yeah, we would love going out <laughs> to be honest, but it's not that it's not that easy when you're a small band. Well, thank you again for your time. It's a pleasure speaking with you and I hope we can talk again real soon. Yes, of course. It would be lovely. We'd be glad. Thank you so much for your time and for the questions and everything. It's very nice. And you enjoy the rest of your day. It's uh, what a love going on 11 there. Uh, yeah, it's 10.36, yes. Here it is, 5.36. Yeah. It's early. <laughs> ah, 5.36 in the morning? Yes. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry you have like to chat that early in the morning. No problem at all. I do it all the time. I enjoy it. <laughs> so. Okay, that is great. That is dedication. Okay, I like that very much. Well, have a great rest of your day, and I, and I will talk to you soon. Yes, sure. Bye-bye. Enjoy the rest of your day, too. Bye. Bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.